Cliffcentral.com. Future CEOs on Cliffcentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central, and it's so good to be with you this afternoon. Remember, 1 p.m. is our new time slot, no longer 2 p.m. Fluby, you're looking good for 1 p.m. We're really up close and personal. If people could see us in studio, they would think something's going on. Hello, Future CEOs community. Hello. What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. What's the show all about, uh, Gareth? All right, so if you are a young up-and-coming entrepreneur, so what does that really mean? You're one of these individuals who is excited about owning their own business and you want to grow this business as quickly as possible, then this is the show for you. Also, if you are sitting in a, in a corner or rather a cubicle and you've got your eye on that corner office and say, I'm going to be the big boss one day, well, then this is the show for you. And it really is, Ruby. Just tell everyone the kind of guests that we have here. Oh my gosh, we've got JSC listed CEOs. We've got the guy who came from Kwamashu, who's now employing over a hundred employees. We've got the woman who was a dropout in school and now she's a CEO of an international company. So it really does vary. The diversity is extreme and we love that. But for me at this point in my life, we always aspire to be a leader, especially a business leader. Now, what does it take to be that kind of person? What does it take to lead a team, to leave a team of executives? And the Rising Stars Awards basically give awards out to people who are generation changers, people who are mavericks. And in studio today, we've got three of those winners who were firstly nominated but then chosen to represent a rising star. What does that mean? Should we ask them? I think we must always ask them what that means. Um, should we choose someone? Tabo, maybe? Tabo, tell us, <laughs> tell us about the, what it means to be a rising star. And then let's just talk a little bit about how you. this all, all you know, them as well, but then how, did, how it all came together. How do you guys get nominated? These kinds of things. But what is a rising star? Well, thank you so much, man, for having me here, uh, Gareth and uh, Toby and my fellows here, uh, Brian and uh, uh, Gareth as well. Uh, you know, being uh, a, nom- a nomination or being a nominee on, uh, the rising star, it's, it's quite an achievement, man. You know, it actually tells you that, wow, okay, you've been chosen, you've been seen that uh, you actually have something to possess and uh, you got to have a team that you, you, that you lead. You cannot just lead, uh, you know, object. You, you have people around you that actually make you to become a leader. And uh, I was so glad actually that uh, one day when I wake up in, uh, when I check my emails, I was like, congratulations, Stephen, you have been nominated uh, to become one of the rising stars. And it was like, wow, this mm. is awesome, man. That's a great yeah. email to be able to receive. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, Brian, just tell us very quickly, how does, how does this process work? So you, you, you wake up and you get an email. Is that it? How does it actually work? Um, not really. I have to say, um, it started with me after, uh, winning the top achiever at NetBank. Mm-hmm. And then thereafter, we, um, we got nominated to actually go through the Rising Star Awards. So it just also to say it got the email to say you've been nominated to take part in this initiative. Um, you have so much time to do one, two, and three. Um, you know, it's your choice to participate. So okay. it was a matter of that, you know, and I took it and ran with that. So there are expectations placed on you. Gareth, by the way, you have a really good name. You too. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yes, exactly. Very strong, very strong. Um, uh, so uh, what, I, what I hear coming out here is that you get this email, you are nominated, but then there are sure. requirements. What kind of requirements are placed on you in order to be able to qualify for this? Quite a couple of death matches. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> just so so there's, there's a whole range of, of uh, kind of written assessments that you've got to supply and, and go through a round, quite a few rounds of, of assessments. I think there's about three or four of them. And eventually culminates in a in an online interview, which is quite interesting if you're trying to get your settings on your Mac correct. Uh, and then yeah. eventually you get invited yeah. to a, a face-to-face interview with a panel of, oh. of CEOs and Ooh. and um, high-ranking officials. But uh, but hold on, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. It sounds like you can pull wool over people's eyes. Uh, you can say the right thing, and then suddenly uh, you're a rising star. Is is that the case? No, not really, I must say. <laughs> it really does take a lot because, I mean, um, out of the, the whole bank, I mean, there is a, a number of people that can be nominated to go through this initiative. And through that, you have to have done so much to actually be nominated. It's not a matter of you selecting yourself to say, I'm going to run for it. You know, it's a matter of somebody seeing what you are doing in the bank and um, nominating you to come through and um, go with, run with it, you know. 
Let's talk about your history, guys. Okay, I know yeah. Brian and Tabo, you've got very interesting and really um, um, humble beginnings. Gareth, we'll talk about you. So, um, Tabo or Brian, which one of you wanted to finish the honors degree and called a taxi and asked the community to help uh, pay for that uh, tuition fees? What story was that? Tell us just a little bit of the beginnings. And you. You uh, were at Empress Palace yeah. for over a decade. The Palace of Dreams. You know what I'm saying? And it literally is. You know, the, you're the dream maker because you started as a waiter. Yeah. And here you are today. I love those kind of stories. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you know this. <laughs> Let's start with you, Brian. Um, I have to say it was um end of my uh, B-Tech. So at that time, I just finished uh, doing my B-Tech and I'm going back home. Um, I haven't really gotten any call for interview, any job. And I'm thinking, oh my word, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay at home and wait for something to come up? Or am I going to do something and actually push to be where I want to be? So my dream was to actually do my master's degree. So I pushed to actually say, no, I, um, I didn't have any money to go back to school. And um, my parents had, you know, had uh, what you call me intervention sort of thing to say, we cannot longer support you to go back to school. So what do you do? So I just came up with, say, with an idea to say, what if I just go around in town, write a letter to say, um, I need so much to go back to school. And it was actually a hard process because you're knocking in doors and people are giving you like two rand, you know, uh, giving you like a three rand, five rand, whatever amount that was. But I, I guess through accumulative, um, accumulating the cash or capital, you know, it did really help me to actually say, you know what, let me go to school. Even though it was still late in the year, um, early in the year, and I haven't really applied for what I wanted to do. I'm going to jump in here because I, I want just, because, I mean, this fees must fall thing is, is, is happening at the moment. Just a thought from you, because uh, your story doesn't end there. You slept over somewhere. You had to, had to. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you literally slept at the university. Is that right? Yes. yes. Uh, so, I mean, how does this, what's going on right now, make you feel about the, the individuals that are involved in these kinds of movements? Protests. Where, on the one hand, it seemed quite necessary. But on the other hand, they're burning things, they're doing all sorts of stuff that seems to be unnecessary. What are your thoughts? Just very quickly. Um, I believe education is a, is a, is a choice. And, is, and I think that, you know, if you want something in life, go for it. Um, if you want it for free, then that's something else. But if you want to really look back one day and say, wow, I've really achieved this thing doing one, two, and three. Because if we're populating this culture of wanting free things all the time, we're going to end up with a, a lazy society. So is your position that fees shouldn't be free? Fees shouldn't be free. They should go to people who really do need them. Mm. That's how I feel. Okay. Because now we're going to say no more bursaries, no more scholarships. What's going to happen to that? Mm. Oh, very, very nice. I, I like this idea of earning. Gareth, you've earned your way to be a rising star. Just sure. speak a little bit about the process. So um, you were then emailed. You had to do the do these things. You, you arrived at this awards um, night. What does that feel like? So it was pretty tiring. I mean, I literally come back off a, a flight from Namibia, running a workshop there, um, get off the plane, through immigration, into the car train, into the car train parking lot, change in the car train parking lot. Try Love not, it. Try, try not to get arrested in the car train parking lot. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's called hustling, but you're maybe a little too extreme if you're going to get extreme. arrested, right? But, uh, so the evening was, was tiring. I mean, I, I can't say I, I wanted to vomit or, or, or was that excited. I mean, most of the photographs of me look like I'm, I'm stoned, but I wasn't. <laughs> okay. Just tired. Just tired. <laughs> just tired. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the process, it was a very rigorous one. I mean, obviously, that, that face-to-face meeting at the end is the one that, that clinches it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, most of the people that go through it, they, they tell you the same thing. Just be yourself and be authentic mm. and be original and show what, what is why are you special and why are you there in the first place. And, and that's what they see. Butaba, what separated you to win this award from the rest of your peers? As we said before, very briefly, that you were at Empress Pal- the Palace of Dreams for over a decade. Mm. You believe in sheer drive, a stellar work ethic, and passion to deliver at your absolute best. What separates you from everybody else? What made you the rising star Look, of um, tourism, leisure, and hospitality? <laughs> Look, you know, when, when you're in the industry, uh, there is so much that is, re- is required out of you. Uh, you you need to serve and you serve people very different people every day and now uh, you need to have a very natural um attitude within you that uh, you are willing to work with people and uh, it's not only pe- people around you that actually see you there are people in a distance that actually see what you do every day then uh, those are the clients that are coming every day that uh, oh, look we are here to give you guys business and at the back of my head is like this is bread and butter for me 
and uh, whatever I do on a daily basis, I make sure that I please people that I work with. And uh, the communication, it becomes so much open in a way that whatever you do, you can never win if you don't communicate with the team. Again and again and again and again and again, we're quoting Mark Kutafani, the CEO of Anglo-American. In an interview with us, uh, he shared that just this little gem. He just said leadership and really by implication business is all about people. And I'm so grateful that I hear you saying that here. Uh, Brian, you're nodding. You're in the then the finance sector. You, I mean, you're yeah. from NetBank. Talk to us about this idea of being able to bridge this gap between really what is sometimes regarded as a very cold industry and the people that you're, you're working with. Yeah, because you must remember that um, the bank is there to serve the people. It's the people's money, you know. Um, so I, I think it's really important to communicate to the people and understand what do they really want, you know. Um, because from there we can build ideas, we can provide solutions um, for growth. But uh, to be a rising star, you are considered a leader. Talk about talk to us about your interaction with your team. Um, interaction with the team, uh, for me, it was based on actually understanding the gaps in between our work, you know, to actually say, okay, um, I see that the people or my team lacks in one, two, and three. What can we do to make it better? Does it need us to get into a boardroom and communicate and educate ourselves with the systems that we work with so that we do understand even the new people coming in, they can also adapt to their culture. And one of the great things that we do is that we have um, um, a wall of uh, success. So what we do there is post all the, you know, quotes about, you know, about what to do to be a leader. You know, things like, yes, I can, you know, are you willing to go the extra mile? You know, things like that so people can see every day and be inspired by that. Uh, Gareth, what value can you add to the ICT sector now that you're a rising star? Well, I think it's a continuation and uh, it's really a case of taking the the stuff that I've already done and then expanding it and getting others to do the same thing. I think the key thing is if, you, if you're successful in, a, in an area or, a, or you're showing leadership or management styles that, that people respond to, it's really a case of what do you do next in terms of, of getting the next level or generation up to speed as well. I think, I think capability development is going to be a big leadership skill that's going to come through. It's, very, it's a very difficult one because we're so used to being the rock star of, of the show and now you need to hand over the reins. That's a very difficult transition to make. Well, why is it difficult? So this is your forte, this is your area, change, change management. There's sure. also some talent development. Um, just talk to us w- about why it is so hard to hand over the reins. What, what are the, the real barriers? Not, not the ideas, but what are the real barriers? So I suppose it's... it's Change management for change managers. You you have to get someone to relinquish the fact that you now have to get someone else up to speed, and it's a difficult thing to do. And you so if you if you are potential if you are good at what you do, so it's like going up to Slash of Guns and Roses and saying, no, you need to put the guitar down and get the other youngster up and running. I mean, he's going to look at you with a kind of a, a weird look. To well, say, no. the rest of us are going to look at you as well and say, listen, exactly. shut your mouth. <laughs> he's going to be- shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah. just got back together. <laughs> Uh, And the the role of ego, let's talk about that for a moment, because as you sit here, you guys have been given these awards, but I'm interested to see how much ego comes out here when you say, listen, I'm a rising star. Who are you? Mm. Um, That also happens in these kinds of environments where you have to hand over, yes? Definitely. I mean, just on the project I've I've come off now is the, the egos you see are the ones that are protecting. And that's where the ego comes out. So if you're an MD of a company and you're putting in a new system and it's going to potentially decrease sales or decrease throughput of stuff through the system and affect their customers, then, of course, they're going to come out and, and we're all guns blazing and say, you know, you guys aren't doing the job that you're supposed to do. You're not managing this transition properly. So really, it's it, different people are at different phases of the journey need to be managed at different levels. And, and it goes all the way from MD all the way right down to potentially a worker in a mine who gets a new payslip. I mean, yeah. they they down tools because they, they look at this thing going, I don't understand this thing. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. Tulibi, you're, you're a little bit quiet here. What was I going to say? So the Rising uh, Star Award, obviously there's a process that happens. You won the award a couple of weeks ago. You got the whatever, what kind of a, uh, what kind of a uh, award is it? I mean, is it, when you hold it, what does it look like? Guys? <laughs> I hear that question a lot, sorry to say. Yeah. But when you get back to work, yeah. what have you won? What have you, you won? Know, they see the trophy and the certificate. How much money did you get? How much yeah. money? I mean, obviously it's a program. It's so a program. T- yeah, so yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on, hold on. How much money did you get? 
Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a program. So tell us yeah. what happens from yeah. now until the next awards next year. Yeah. So what happens? I'm, I mean, last week, or the, uh, last week or so, we were at the, what you call it, um, Leaders on the Move, mm-hmm. where we had a great opportunity to speak to the CEO of um, Standard Bank and also the CEO of How Train, whereby they're actually engaging us into how they do their day to day networking, networking, that type of thing, you know, yeah. which is a great platform, you know, to say. And also, um, next week coming up, we have a great event coming up. Which is the summit uh, panel that's going to be happening? You know? Stunning. So it's a great uh, initiative, I must say. It really exposes you to a lot of different industries and people. Tabo, what do you like about the program itself? You know, it actually. Tabo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It actually takes so much out of you. Reason why? There are things that you don't know, and uh, when you are among your peers, and so when you start networking with people that uh, is the first time you meet, you actually realize that. I thought I know so much, but you actually don't know. Then when you hear when you hear people talking about it, when you hear the CEOs talking about how they grew up, how they got things, mm. you know, on the rail, mm. you just feel inspired so much that I actually still need to do so much. Uh, there is so much. Uh, there is a gap. There is still a leaking, a missing link there. And now you need to become the one who actually go out there and start spreading the good news. Then this initiative uh, of the Rising Star actually it has so, taken so much out of us personally, me. Uh, now uh, a lot of people are talking about it. Then what is the next step? What is the next move, Stephen? Then uh, such kind of a question, you know, when they come, blessing, it's like, guys, please relax a bit. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to confuse myself. But this thing, I like it so much that uh, for the very first time in my life, I'm able to sit with CEOs of different companies and actually learn the ways of doing things, which is very rare to get. It's very rare. And yeah, I really appreciate that, uh, this thing and uh, for the upcomings that are still to be there. Uh, you know, there's so much for them to learn from. Okay, so here's a question about what you have learned and what you realized that you didn't know. What is your biggest learning? What is the thing that you realized you didn't know that you have learned now that you are um, in this program, in this process? Yeah. Gareth, let's start with you. So... um it's um, it's been interesting in terms of being introspective about what you do because not many people do it, I don't think. I mean, I, I just sit down every day and have a diary and write down what did I learn today. And so I think the process really opens your eyes and, and helps to appreciate some of the things that you've actually achieved because they actually they ask you a lot of questions around, you know, these various factors, vision, creating a vision, collaborating, teamwork, ethics, what have you done. And when you actually start populating those fields, I mean, like you said earlier, is it a rigorous process and people can fake their way through it. But when you start going through the, the motions, you start to gain an appreciation for actually the achievements that you've, that you've made. Mm, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to say also for myself, I mean, just a, a recent experience on Tuesday, I was with my mentor and I'm, I'm there excited telling him about my plans and ideas and is really telling me, you know what, you currently you're all over the place. Try and find focus so mm. that you can actually move forward. Mm. You know, you've said something like that to me before um, about not being rich because I'm too busy. Well, I'm very, I'm very wise that <laughs> way. That's what he said. I tell you. Okay, well, let me let me let me drop the drop, drop the gem very quickly. <laughs> it was a friend of mine, and his mentor said to him, "Listen, you're never going to be rich." And he wanted he wanted this. I mean, he really was motivated by this idea of money, or at least the status that money brought. Um, he's since grown and matured, but um, still has that desire. But the point is that his mentor said, listen, you're never going to be rich. He's like, what the heck? I am going to be rich. I, don't tell me I won't. He said, you're never going to be rich because you're too busy. Mm. You're too distracted. You're too, you're too unfocused. Yeah. Very, very nice. I mean, it was, in a, it was a great point of view. Guys. Yeah, yeah, very nice. All right, Tabo. I, 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 I want to call you Tabo. You keep on saying Stephen. What, yeah. what, which one do you prefer? You know, those are my names. Okay. Believe you me, well, uh, whichever one. We'll go with yeah. Tabo. Tabo, what was the learning that you, you um, came out or have come out with thus far? Right. Uh, you know, as a leader, you, you got to make decisions. Some of the decisions uh, actually will set you for a failure or to a failure. But you need to be able to still get back on your feet and say, all right, actually learned so much. The important part is what is it that I've learned out of being out of failing that is actually tomorrow I can take and move on and say, all right, I want to uh, fix this and that. The, the, the problem is one that. We are afraid to make decisions. We are, we are so much afraid to move on. Then, you know, the heart and mind, when you have the two together, they will give you the results at the end of the day. Failure is a problem when you are afraid to take steps. And here's some more insight from another CEO that we've interviewed. It's the CEO of DuPont Telecom, and he said exactly that. He said, make a decision 
and own that decision. If you're wrong, well, then you're wrong and you move on. If you're right, fantastic, move on. But learn how to make decisions that, well, you're going to be right a, a, a lot more than you're going to be wrong. True. And you can't always be right. True. We are running a little bit short on time. Luby, you've got some great questions lined up. I always like advice to our future CEOs community, especially when I feel that I've connected with each and every one of you on your journey. And it inspires me that, okay, just keep on keeping on, Luby. Gareth. Yes. Give us some advice for our future CEOs about um, what it means to and what it takes to be a leader. So, obviously, we can go into the whole technical functionality of being leader, being a, a leader or a manager, and and the, what goes. I think the the key thing is you need to have a team behind you, and and not a not a team of of workers and employees, a team that's that's specifically geared towards helping you get to the next level. So you need a personal team. You need a team of cheerleaders. That's your traditionally your family, your wife, your che- your kids, your friends that that gear you on. You need a team of mentors, people that tell you when you're going wrong, how to get things back on track. Possibly you need a technical expert, a subject matter expert and communities of practice which help you understand where you can get on to move to the next level technically. And when you have a team right. for you, then you're able to to be a better leader yourself and be right. part of another team for yeah. Can can we can I again echo from another interview that we've done? Is that a line? Am I right to do it? So Musi Maimani, now I mean well, there's not a political punt at all, but he said exactly the same thing. He said, Look, what makes me maybe different from others is that on a personal level I have teams, on a professional level I have a team, on a spiritual level I have a team. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have to say on my side is uh, it was understanding like um life is a journey. It's not a you know a destination in that now you hear it end there, you know. So I have to had to surround myself with a lot of uh, motivational speakers, you know. It doesn't have to be a physical person. I can go online and listen to somebody who can inspire me and push me through things, you know. And um I have to say, you know, it's really important for us to keep on reading books. Mm-hmm. If I wanna be a business person, am I reading books relating to that? Or am I hoping one day I'll be there? Recommend your best book? Best book, I have to say, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay, interesting. Why? It really touches on what we're really struggling a lot in South Africa, financial literacy. So if we can actually adapt to that, a lot of our problems could be solved. With Tabo? Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, being uh, that leader, you there is so much uh, that needs to start with you. You need to sit back alone and say, okay, listen, man, what is that you want to achieve at the end of the day? And uh, the relevant people around you that you need, who those, one are, those, those ones are. Then uh, you find that uh, the people you surround yourself with mm. are the most important in a way that uh, you have a choice to stick around them or to move on. If they don't fall within, fall within your threshold of people you need in your life, believe me, you will never get it right. Mm. And you know what? When you go to one of like uh, when uh, Gareth asked about the book, that, you know, it, it's so important that uh, you need to read those books, as Brian is saying. Mm-hmm. Then the more me, I'm one person who is more into motivation. I want to become a motivational speaker, you know, r- radio personality. There's so much that a uh, TV personality. You need those things that you need people in those fields that are able to actually say, hey, hang on. I've been into this field before. Then I failed when I've done one, two, three. Then those people will learn so much from them. And uh, when you have a motivational speakers around you, those who you actually even online you tweet, you know, you, you 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 follow them, and so all those codes that they give you, it's like wow, you know what? These are good things. It really is no surprise to me that you guys are sitting in the the seats that you are, being rising stars. Thank you for your input today. It was a, a fantastic conversation. Could be a takeaway or two. Um, quoting from you, Butabo, your background doesn't determine your destiny. This award is evidence of my love and dedication for what I do. Very, very, very nice. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We really appreciate you being here. And again, thank you for representing rising stars, all of us rising stars out there. Thank you for your input again. And we look forward to having you guys back in studio a year from now, maybe. We'll see how they've developed. Absolutely. It's a good idea, right? Yeah. All right. After the break, we are going to be speaking about promotions. Luby and I, we facilitated a series of panel discussions a few weeks ago at Santa Convention Center. We have that podcast lined up for you here. It's a very, very good conversation, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. We'll see you right after this. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com.
sir Bro, Merv This is a real marriage I'm in it for the long haul Lyrics are well balanced I'm never gonna fall I push numbers like making the phone call Raising the bar Well, a boss raising me like a pole vault The so-called genius in it to hell freezes No salt needed I'm already well seasoned As long as the blood flows deep And I'm still breathing I won't sleep My motif is to solve reason Going against the odds Till they felt even Against the dark I break dawn at 12 in the evening Like Helena Richie Anthem Oh, what a feeling My rap's got no flaws So I'm dancing on the ceiling I happen to believe it It's impractical Like pastors on a weekend, I practice what I'm preaching In fact, keep coming back for classical releases At least until the 10th book chapter of Ephesians Speak, don't fail me now Streets try to jail me down I've been a beat, bail me out Music set me free Fatigue try to break me down But feet don't fail me now Feet don't fail me now Streets try to jail me down I've been a beat, bail me out Music set me free Fatigue try to break me down But feet I feel me now. I longevity. Try and relate, and I'ma never leave. I don't have a retirement age. Remember me. I'm the truth, like your diary page. You're sent for me to put up heat, like the fire brigade with pen and beats. Put an end to these pride debates. Even my enemies are enemy. Got tired of hate. Essentially, I don't require these breaks. I'm not stopping at all. My legacy got no expiry date, and this is why I don't mind when the industry breaks me. There's no rhyme or better with similes. Crazy. I'ma shine till infinity, baby. Besides, diamonds are forever when Kimberly made me. And that's true, it's the reason I work hard My rap tunes, man, never been seen on the world chart Give me your scalpel so I can give you the verbs hot I'm a difference between a tattoo and a birthmark Feet don't fail me now Streets try to jail me down I've been a beat, bail me out Music set me free Fatigue try to break me down But feet don't fail me now Feet don't fail me now Streets try to jail me down I've been a beat, bail me out Music set me free Fatigue try to break me down But feet don't fail me It's now It's verb again, and I've heard it then They staring at The Mayan calendar waiting for my world to end But for as long as the world is spin On its axis, I keep dropping tracks for the world to spin The fat lady is about to sing her last day And I'm backstage waiting for her sound to end It's a damn shame how they doubted him My style's hand grenade, evacuate when I pull out the pen Bomb and I write for songs that last longer than life I'm stronger than hype, the truth whether I'm wrong I'm right See I'm focused for as long as I like Cause I confess to being the dopest Lance Armstrong in the bike And you can take a title but I will remain on the cycle I'm vital for the survival of the Game like I was Michael when I shoot with impeccable aim at the finals. I'm the truth. What you expected? My name's in the Bible. Feet don't fail me now. Streets try to jail me down. It's when the beats bail me out. Music set me free. Fatigue try to break me down. But feet don't fail me now. Feet don't fail me now. Streets try to jail me down. It's when the beats bail me out. Music set me free. Fatigue try to break me down. Feet don't fail me now. This future CEO's conversation is brought to you by Careers24. Careers24.com. Get a career you can be proud of. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Let's get the show on the road. Yes. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> so that lovely lady over there is my co-host on Future CEOs. So very, very quickly, because we want to make sure we start on time here. So Future CEOs are a non-profit that was started two and a half years ago. But one of the things that we like to be able to do and offer is insight into what is going to help fast-track careers, build businesses. Today, we're here talking about careers. My name is Gareth Armstrong. Kluby and Boyer Arnold is a star, so I actually just work the desk on <laughs> Cliff Central. You'll see some of our, our branding. And then finally, just very, very quickly, Careers24. They've got some great, interesting new offerings coming along. They're our sponsor today. They're fantastic partners. We want this to be interactive. We're going to have a roaming mic. We will open it up to questions. Put your hand up. We'll get the mic to you, and then we'll have a discussion. This is an open forum. You're just not allowed to throw anything at us. Okay? No throwing. Yes, please, no throwing. Yeah. Okay, so, Flubi, do you want to do a little bit of introducing why we are here, what we are going to be talking about in this session? Okay, now hopefully you guys and girls will pop in every now and again because every half-hour session we're going to have different topics. So we really found throughout our research that people want to restart or recharge their passion and their purpose when in any career path, whether it's changing it, whether it's redefining it. And we always like to bring in people who have impressed us, given back in their team, in their communities and their businesses. So we're going to kickstart off with what exactly is a career path? So on my right here is Leisha. She's a career strategist. Please just 
Say hello and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here, and I'd love to hear your questions when we get to the questions part. What does it mean to be a career strategist? So a career strategist is something that doesn't really exist in South Africa, so many of you might not have really heard of what a career strategist is, and it's an element of taking and helping people identify what their authentic are. Love it's it. not career coaching as such. Career coaching, I understand, to be creating an awareness, whereas career strategy is creating an awareness and then actualizing it giving a specific plan, nuts and bolts, into what to do to get it. Next up is the gorgeous Roy Clark of Clarkhouse Human Capital. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I've had uh, multiple careers in my time. I'm a passionate human capital business enabler um, where we provide talent to various businesses. I think humans and human capital drive innovation, drive businesses. And my experience is I deal daily with number of individuals around wanting to change their career path or go in different directions. Um, so bringing that to the table. Roy, welcome. Thank you. Um, and then finally, now, Kalpina. 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 <laughs> there we go. Sorry. You'll get there. I'll, by I'll, the end I'll of get today. there. You'll get Please there. introduce yourself to everyone. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Kalpina. I, I'm from Accenture. My contribution today, I think, is a lot around females and how we navigate our career paths as we try to balance the many balls of home and life and motherhood and that stuff. So Wonderful. That's oh, fantastic. Thanks for being here with us today. Yes, Career, job, profession, <coughs> uh, what you do for a living, break it all down. What is it? Can we define a career? Or is it called a career in this day and age? Absolutely, yes, it is called a career, but I think we need to define and differentiate between a career and a job. My understanding of a career is something that's much bigger, that's much more organic, that really draws on all your authentic talents. A job gives you skills, pays bills, you know, gets you into an experience, builds on your CV, so that you can start to gravitate towards what your career is. And then to further break that down, we almost need to clarify skills and talents. Skills, I understand and, and like to define as being that which you acquire. So we have all learned the skill of how, how to drive. Some of us are better skilled drivers than others. But our talents are what comes inherently from us. This is what gives us that amazing sense of significance, and it's our passion, and it's where our purpose, and it's the blueprint of what our destiny is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> By the way, you're allowed to be controversial. You're allowed to, uh, again, just not throwing anything. Some people in this room here that are, going, are saying, hold on, I actually don't really have talent. I don't know what Everybody my talent is. Everybody has a talent, Gareth. I'm, Everyone I'm has hearing you say it, but you're going to... Um, oops, 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 oops. I really wanted to hear that again, but I think that we've got some much better uh, uh, footage online for you guys to hear. So, here is Seriously Future CEO's community, the clip from Why Am I Not Being Promoted from Careers 24 Leader X. Enjoy it, guys. This Future CEO's conversation is brought to you by Careers 24. Careers24.com. Get a career you can be proud of. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Is everybody okay? Okay, welcome to Future CEOs panel discussion here. Leaderix 2016. My name is Tubimboya Arnold and... My name, <laughs> I need to try to say it as well as you do. My name is Gareth Armstrong. Just very, very quickly, the rules. There are no rules, actually. Um, <laughs> it's an interactive discussion, this. So please, if you've got questions, we have a mic that's going around. So please ask your questions, take lots of notes. There's something that I learned once, and it's I hear and I forget, I see and I remember, I do and I understand. Let's get into this. Though. Let's get into this. So um, the session before this, we had a great discussion with a great couple of panelists, and we're talking about career pathing. And ladies and gentlemen, this morning, our second panel discussion is all about promotions and all the questions that you have about it, all the questions on, on why the hell have promotions keep on missing my time. So first up on my left, I've got Usis Mosima from Talent Africa, and then the beautiful and gorgeous, not that you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Not that you aren't, believe you me. Good save. Good <laughs> save. Janice Wagner from Edge. Thank Thanks. you so much for joining us. You're consistently in studio at Future CEOs, and this, that's a punt to listen to us. Future CEOs, Cliff Central, 2 to 3 on a Thursday, or you can download our podcast. It is Women's Month, so it's quite fitting 
to speak about promotions, especially when it comes to being females in any specific industry. So would you like to kickstart the panel discussion? I shall, and I'll defend all of us men, because us men also want to be promoted. So <laughs> let's just get a little bit of that going here. How many people in the room are frustrated because they voted in the last year? Maybe what, what? before we even start, you know, when you ask the question about people that are eligible for promotions and they're not getting them, I actually looked at one of the people from my office. I wanted to see if ah. he'll raise his hand. I was going to ah. strangle him. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> what, what are the reasons people are passed over for promotions? What, what's going on? You know when you're not going to get a promotion. And half the time, people want to act naive. My wow, belief that's is a great that point. even before you get performance appraised, you need to appraise. The question is, do you get at the understanding of where you're supposed to be, how to get there, and have you put together the instruments of getting there? And they are in denial because you know human nature allows you to have the blaming game. Okay, hold on. How many of you guys are in denial here? This is an interesting point, and I, I think we must get an opposite. Do you agree with that at all? Um, okay, my take is you're not, getting, you're not getting promoted because you may be great at your job that you're doing right now, but are you right for the next level? Do you have the qualities that you nice need point. to take you to the next level? It's not just about time in a role. It's not just about getting it done. Also, what type of relationships have you built in the organization? Do Correct. they see you as someone that's reliable, hardworking, someone they can't do without? That's what's going to get you ahead. At the same time, we have to be realists. There's barriers to entry. If they're looking for a degree and you don't have a degree, are you going to get that promotion? Look at what the next role entails. Do you have the skills and the experience for the next role? Just, just to add on that, I don't believe that companies promote for skills only. You know, I ran an interview and I had a peer brief. The client was looking for black females. And I said to all the candidates that I was interviewing, I said to them, bear in mind that you're competing against CAs like you, and they're all black and they're all females. So the question is, what is it that the client would prefer you above oh, the rest of the wonderful, people? Wonderful, attitude. Wonderful. Okay, so you say attitude, attitude. is one of the differentiators. Yes. I, I like this idea of, and I must go to back to attitude in, in just a moment. We'll talk about some characteristics and other things that people do look for. But this idea that we don't always consciously go into a room knowing who the people are that we're trying to sell ourselves to. Mm -hmm. Talk about that for a short moment. Phoebe, you've got a lot of experience here because you go into auditions. Do you always know who you are auditioning to? You know what I've learned through future CEOs is always do your homework, always do your research. I mean, guys, there's Google, you know. You know the people's names. You know what kind of industry they're in. So find out what they like. You know, smother them with your information about what you did behind the scenes because that shows a bit of homework that you did in yourself. That shows real interest. That's about the job that you want and how close you are to the potentials of being in that industry and that you know the things that aren't openly available to everybody else. So that means you're taking things pretty seriously and separating yourself mm -hmm. from everybody else. And I think that for me is really what's worked. And just going in there with a relaxed attitude and, and ambiance because now you're playing on their leveling field. You know what I mean? You're equals. And I love that. At the end of the day, I walk out of the audition. I don't always get the role. But I walk out of that audition being authentic and being comfortable in their space. And that's all I want and that I did my best. I think it also depends. We need to be able to differentiate between the levels. At a junior level, what yeah. would work for you at a junior level might not work for you at a top level. Correct. At a top level, the question is, we're looking, as a CEO, we're looking for the face of the organization. You might know the names of the board members. You might know everything about your organization. But the question is, can we trust you? I wouldn't want to be led by someone who doesn't even have the charisma to represent me. I don't want to be led by someone who can't really present appropriately. I don't want to be led by someone who's waffly. So it depends. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> looking at me. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Again, we're going into this characteristics Love discussion. That. Dennis, do you have characteristics that you can add? Or maybe we should I want separate... to take a, take a step back. Yes. yes. I think just on what you said, mm -hmm. if we're talking about going for external interviews, I don't think anyone should go for an interview until, and, unless you've done the research on the client. Yep. Yes. Who's interviewing you? Have you gone onto LinkedIn? You want to get onto a human level with that person. Yes. So I say to my executives, if they are cycling and you cycle, bring it in. Bring the human element. Talk about cycling. 
what we do every time we try and have people on the show, it is we stalk them. Stalk away. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but we must. I mean, I think what we do, go onto social media, look at everything. And then we connect with them before the show. We do a number of different things to make them comfortable, don't we? Yeah, I, you know, we I, I love the, the social media. Normally, before I even headhunt a person, I will quickly check them on LinkedIn. And half of them, those that are edgy, would drop me a message to say, Musima, you just invited me. Do you want to talk? And I would say, wow, this is going to be an easy sell. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately headhunt. But normally, like, like you say, it's easier to get onto the social media and get to understand a bit about the place you're going to. And, I mean, I, I did an assignment, and one of my best candidates was so unprepared for the interview, I wanted to die. Yeah. What we do is we would email you information of the panel members, and the panel members were coming from overseas. One of them was one of the board members of the organization, and the candidate did absolutely no research. And that, I tell you, didn't go well. Mm. There are going to be people that are in junior positions. There are yes. going to be people in senior, senior positions. positions. Let's talk junior first, and let's just talk about strategies and things that we can uh, do. I don't see a difference. You I don't see a difference? I don't see a difference. If you're a junior, you do a senior, you do the exact same amount of research for any interview. You're an accountant, you're going for a financial position. Have you pulled the financials of the clients off the web? Do you know what their turnover is? Do you know their bottom line? They ask you that question, do you have any questions? I hate it when candidates ask What's your strategy? Didn't you read it on the net? Mm. Ask them something pertinent. Mm -hmm. See what's happening in the press. Show them that you've thought about working at them. Mm. So for me, there's no difference between an executive and a junior. You must do the same amount of legwork to get that job. Mm. Questions, questions, questions. We can differentiate between an internal promotion and an external move. Okay, nice. Internally, yes. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. So internal promotion and yes. an external move. Yes. yes. Okay. So with an internal promotion, number one, a lot of organizations would look at somebody that is always willing to take more without wanting to be paid more. The minute you portray an element of forever going for money, a lot of times executives lose interest in you. Nice. Externally, that hit home, but, uh, considering our last conversation, correct? Yeah, yeah, some of you were there. Yeah. Yes. Externally, it's more about understanding what the role is all about, the organization is all about, and sitting back and saying, the fact that they're looking, it means there's a challenge. What solutions am I bringing to that organization? Exactly. I, li- no. I like that a lot. Janice? So, already see what would the challenge be, and that can be your question. Really what is happening every time there is either a promotion on the table or some kind of division that's opening up, there's a question being asked by that manager or the organization, and it is, what is the challenge? There is a question that I need answered. I can't answer it. I need to fill it with someone that can. So, you must go in being able to really know what that question is. We do have a question here. Hi, my name is Tidi. I've actually got two questions. You just mentioned about internal positions without the money. But then what are the cons of overextending yourself? What about um, saying being the yes guy, but no promotion still? My second question is that there are those managers who feel they are intimidated by not even same colleagues. There's also that um, ego stroking that some people want before they can actually get their promotion. I'm a junior, so what can you say to help me as a junior in my two questions? Let me start with your second question, and then maybe you'll take the first one. I believe there's nothing like pleasing too much in an organization. What do you mean? Yeah, what I mean that, is when you do something that you enjoy doing, you're not pleasing anyone. That is the difference. You need to internalize it and show that it's coming from within. Ask any of the people to assist me in the office. I can tell the ones that are doing it just because they're just buying my face. And I can tell those that are doing it because they're enjoying doing it. Remember, organizations are always planning to have executives that will take over tomorrow. You don't want a pleaser to take over tomorrow. You want someone that has associated with the organization to take over. You're talking about a scenario where the leader is quite mature. What happens when there is, and Janice, maybe we can redirect this into you. What happens in a situation where the leader is immature, they do want to have... Their ego stroke. Their ego stroke. So So what happens in that situation when there there really is a promotion that's eluding you as a result? Okay, so, I mean, it is what it is. 
your boss is going to promote you. So you're going to have to build a relationship with your boss of some sort, and it would be a sincere relationship. So they need to be able to see that you know, you're sincere, you want the job, you're there for a particular reason, and you have to build relationships right through the organization. So after your boss, you need to build with the, the person that's more senior than you, maybe even sitting in the role you want, because you need them to mentor you into that role, right? And over and above that, then you need to look at building relationships with everyone in the organization. Mm. So Janice, it was, uh, uh, it was can, down to trust. Yeah, correct. If correct. you are trusted, it becomes easier for you to move. Yeah. I, I once said to a girlfriend that I'd rather be trusted than loved. It didn't end well. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, if I'm agreeing with you. I agree with you. I'm available. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So okay. Um, next question. Okay. okay. Based on what you just said now, is there any way that a manager can challenge the person? Just tone down your ego because what we're trying to do is to build you up maybe to the next position. I think that way it works two ways. If it's only going to work if you're sincere. And you yes. think with trust, sincerity, and integrity. Yes. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Okay. And I just want to add on that. You are right. There are situations where an immature manager would want to overlook a prominent staff member just because of uh, insecurity. A, yeah, there's a fear. Yeah. And half the time, if the senior manager cannot identify that, that is why coming to lose on good employees because a supervisor who had a bit of a, whatever, lack of confidence, overlooked a good employee. It does happen. But, I mean, if you've been overlooked for a promotion, I think you first have to let go of that negativity. Yes. yes. If you don't let yes. go of that negativity, the next interview you go to, I'm telling you, they can feel it. Wow. My clients can feel when you're desperate and you're desperately looking for wow. a job. Wow. It, is, it is what it is. So if we you give that... They can feel it. Oh Even my we God. do. How many times do you have a candidate that phones you eight times a day? Have you found me a job yet? And based on that, you don't you even know? put them on shortlist. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to reframe it. You, you're going to get, you didn't get that promotion. Reframe it for yourself. Increase on sure. the skills that you have. Work on the strengths that you have. If you can't get over the negativity, most of your companies have wellness departments. Go to the wellness department. And then, this is the part I hate because I hate negative feedback. But go to peers, go and ask, go ask your boss, why didn't I get the promotion? What was it? Mm. And then the next question is, do I stay or do I go? Nice, nice. So within an organization, ladies, and maybe we touched on this, who are the people that we should create valuable relationships with? Yeah, who are the people? It's not just one person, right? People. And maybe this goes to your question as well, which is sometimes we isolate the relationship uh, it's very vertical, just the manager. But there are other people around the organization, surely. Is that correct, Mosima? Number one, you have to have a relationship with your boss. That's number one. Having a relationship with your boss, I'm not saying you must be friends with him or her. You just need to understand what your boss requires. I always say, never focus on your boss's negativity. Understand the positive part of them and make sure that you become a helping hand. Correct. Where they fail. Love that. Mm. Because when you make your boss shine, you will always know that you are always on his back. So the boss is the one person. Are the people that we should have relationships with? For me, it's everyone in the organization. That's how I see it. I see the person that's more senior than you, you can learn from them. The person that's at the same level as you, mm -hmm. build a relationship. Because you don't want them to think you're a jerk. They need to want to help you on your journey. Yes. They need to want to collaborate with you. They want to be in your team. Yeah. I think we, we once had a conversation around this on the show where we spoke about how there, there must be people that are your ambassadors, your supporters and your ambassadors. And so when your boss goes and speaks to their colleague, they must be able to say, actually, maybe you're looking yeah. at it wrong. And they can have that conversation at that level because they're peers. And so move around the organization and find the right people. Okay, so managers' pets, do we really have to behave that way for promotion? Do we really not have to behave that way? Or is there a gray area? You know, there was a guy, he, he's a client, and he said to me, he promoted the one guy just because this one was the only person that could end up against him in front of everyone. Wow. So he said, the rest of my executive team were my pets, yeah. and this one, he became my best. Yeah. Just put a disclaimer in there. I love I'll, that. I'll do it for you. What love we're not that. saying is stand up 
and uh, take on your boss in front of you. That's not what we're saying here, so don't do that. But, but, but consider a way that a you can point. stand up to them and add your input. You're there. You're, you're part of the team. There's a disclaimer for you. Otherwise, they're going to say, well, Seema, she, she told us to do this. <laughs> I agree comment. exactly with what you're saying. You have to stand for what you believe. If your manager is mature enough and you disagree with what he's saying, and you say, well, this is my view. I'm not asking you to go be aggressive, but, you know, be able to explain your view with examples. You know, you're going to get better buy-in. So the most important thing is to be a performer. 100%. If you perform in your company, it becomes easier for you. But if you are not a performer and you open your mouth, we start to performance manage. Yes. Yes. These are good insights. I hope everyone's writing this. This is like hardcore. This, this is the real deal. We are running out of time. Okay. Do you want to right. stand up and introduce yourself quickly? Okay, cool. My name is Nyasha. Thank you. Just a quick one. Earlier on, you mentioned something about skill set. I just wanted to find out what surpasses what. Is it the attitude that surpasses um, your skill set when it comes to being promoted? If a company is looking at appointing a CFO, they're definitely looking for a chartered account. You can't come in uh, with an experience of being a security guard and say, I've got the best attitude and I'll do the job. It's not going to work. So they go hand in hand. I guess there's a good indication as well of where you sit with your skills and maybe even your attitude. If you're in the room, if they've invited you into a meeting where they are looking to promote you, that's really telling you where your skill is at. I think we forget this. If you're looking for that promotion, does anyone in the organization know you're looking for a promotion? Have you made it known? Have you applied for jobs internally? Have you looked at the roles? No one's going to know you're looking for a promotion unless you make it obvious. No, very nice. Very nice. A final thought, Janice. A final thought, Masima. A final thought, Subi. Number one, have the positive energy. Love it. Are you writing this? Yeah, no, no. I can Are we see keeping stuff it going. here? I can see stuff Something. Going. Take it in. Take it home. Preach. Be the return on investment for your organization. Have the positive attitude. Be creative. Have the ability to look ahead. And the last one, be realistic. Okay, so Alexander Forbes says there's 10 characteristics that will get you the job. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some of those 10 characteristics. Yeah. So are you strategic? Wow. Can you communicate well? Wow. Have you got business acumen? Are you directed at the same goal? Teamwork. Do you inspire your staff? Do you champion change? Do you have a final thought that you'd like to say? I'm going to download the podcast because this was a really informative and inspirational conversation and it's really applicable to our lives starting tomorrow. Correct? Uh, today. We, we heard today. Last, last thing. Identify a mentor. Yeah. Mentorship is yeah. the best. And there's definitely a difference between coaches and mentors. Definitely. Again, we spoke about this last year. Go download the podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your questions. Thank you so much. The beautiful and gorgeous <laughs> and inspiring and captivating Mosima from Talent Africa and Janice Wagner from Edge. Thank you so much, everybody. This Future CEO's conversation is brought to you by Careers24. Careers24.com. Get a career you can be proud of. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.